Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio, and uh, I'm Victor Miller with Tom Luna. We're on KLIX in the Magic Valley, Tom, and we're on KIDO here in the Treasure Valley. That's right. Which is uh, 580 AM and 107.5 FM. And uh, we're just grateful to have uh, John Vanderwouda with us today. John Vanderwouda uh, serves District 22 House Seat A. He's in his seventh term. He also served an additional term in the House in 2006-2008. And he's on the Health and Welfare Committees. He's the chairman of that. He's on the Environmental Energy and Technology Committee and the Resources and Conservation Committee. Hello and uh, welcome to you, Representative John Vanderwouda. It's good to hear from you guys and to be on the radio with you. Uh, John, uh, let, let's talk about uh, the session so far. What's your impressions of uh, how the uh, 2023 legislative session is going? Uh, number of bills, things coming out, the activity, what are you seeing? Uh, it, to me, it seems slow on the number of bills coming out. It's starting to speed up now. Uh, it seemed like uh, with that many new legislators, maybe there wasn't quite the early push on getting legislation out. Uh, in health and welfare, I saw very few bills, and now all of a sudden I get about three of them a day of RSs that they want to introduce. So I think it's starting to speed up in the process, at least. Uh, LSO has said that the number of bills or RSs being printed was about even with uh, the normal years. But I wasn't seeing much. Of course, this is the first time I've been chair of health and welfare, so I don't know what the normal inflow would be in January. So uh, we're here with Representative John Vanderwater. Um John, what is coming before your committee that, that Idahoans should be on the watch for? I know you're dealing with some Medicaid uh, expansion issues. Um, what other major things that, do you see coming through your committee from the health and welfare side? I think even though Medicaid expansion was one of the deals we had to deal with in January and, and still working through that process, I believe, uh, we're also going to try to take a closer look at the whole Medicaid budget because the spending in the, the Department of Health and Welfare, we're spending more money there than we are on education. And so I see some of that, uh, taking a closer look on whether we're spending money wisely or not. And, and, and Representative, when we talk about Medicaid expansion, um, some of the things that you're dealing with, especially when it comes to the economic side of this, uh, we, we were warned about this, right, uh, when this group was going around the state con- trying to convince everyone that we could do Medicaid expansion. It was going to you know, be the silver bullet to answer all things health care. But but you could see the writing on the wall that the numbers just didn't add up, and that we were putting ourselves in a in a in a place where soon these uh, these these expenses would rise, uh, and uh, you know put us under more and more threat of the federal government, you know reducing their contribution to this and it falling more and more upon state revenues. And so talk about, you know, how those numbers have played out. And I guess the question is, um, it, it, you know, it, this this scenario that we could see coming, is, it, has that played out? And we're seeing this exorbitant increase in these expenses. I think the scenario that we thought was coming, uh, the original, and I looked at the original report that said budget for 2024, was going to be $478 million, the total budget for uh, Medicaid expansion, and the state's portion was going to be $58 million. 
We're now up to over a billion dollars and still increasing. And so, and the state portion is 67 million, uh, which is probably, I think some of those numbers don't quite add up, but it'd probably be closer to 100 million. And so, because that would be 10% of the budget. So, to me, it's substantially more than what was ever the bill of goods that we were sold when we started this program. And the report we got from uh, Department of Health and Welfare was that if we didn't do expansion, the state's expense would be $77 million instead of $67 million. And so if I look at it, the federal government is now sending us $800 million a year and it's saving us $10 million. Wow. Not a very, no. not a very good return our money. Yeah, because we know where the federal government's getting their money. If they're not taking it out of our pockets, they're borrowing it, right? And our kids are going to have to pay it back. And it's yeah. just a perpetual uh, mess that just continues to escalate. Uh, t- what what other uh, specific things do you see uh, coming in front of your committee? Or maybe, you know, there's always what they refer to as a going home bill. You know, property taxes are still front and center. We hear that not only when we talk to legislators, but from patrons and others. Uh, the governor has a, a big push on and ideas on how to spend the historic increases in in funding for education. Talk to us about some of those uh, issues. I think the government has launched program of giving college students eight and a half thousand dollars as they enroll into an Idaho college. Um, I struggle with that whole aspect of it. Uh, we have a constitutional requirement to fund K through 12, we don't have any constitutional requirement to fund college. Yeah. And yet we're dumping a boatload of money into the college students. At the same time, we are putting money into education, but is that really state requirement or a constitutional requirement to spend tax that way? When when you uh, when, when you look at uh, the funding that uh, is made available um, for you know you know we had we had this four hundred million dollars that was part of the one day special session and then there's other increases that go to education and the, the, your your points about um, you know how to use those dollars to um, you know really I, uh, I think the goal is to increase uh, a trained uh, workforce that that uh, is ready to meet the demands of the of the market how you do it is going to be is going to be difficult. Yeah, and that was a part of, I think that was like uh, $8 billion was supposed to go into that workforce, into that training. The rest of it was just to go into the, uh, the K-12 or the education system. So that, that part of that uh, money that is given to college students is part of the workforce development. But, uh, you know, I would rather see a lot of that money go into uh, paying off school bonds. Yeah. And... Uh, and that would be a form of property tax relief, and it's ongoing money. And that the state, the school, the state would then set up where we are uh, helping fund new construction of, of schools through this ongoing fund and provide some real property tax relief for the Idahoans. Oh, we're here with Representative John Vanderwouter. He's in uh, District Twenty Two, Seat A. John, you're not on the Education Committee. You're not on the Budget and Finance Committee, but I know that you just mentioned two important issues that kind of come together, 
and that's the the school levies and bonds, how that helps property taxes. So that's kind of both at the same time. But do you have any um, general thoughts on the property tax issue and school choice, even though those aren't your committees? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not being on the committee has never stopped me from having an opinion. So, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. And may well be well aware of. And so I think because it is a, it's a statewide issue when we go into school choice, and that's what I talked about before. If we've got to start empowering parents to uh, be involved in their education. I think we saw through the pandemic when uh, a lot of parents nationwide saw what was happening in their schools, they thought, wait a minute, I'm not so sure I like this. And so, and then when they went to the school boards, uh, you know, the federal government wanted to start listening to them as terrorists because they were complaining about what the school boards were doing. Now, school boards have their local authority. I actually, if I was, uh, you know, I would like the money to follow the child, but I would also... Uh, advocate that if we give money to schools, that each individual school district decide how best to spend it rather than the legislature. Because if I look at what the needs are in Puna compared to Boise, compared to Burley, compared to Kamii, every school district has its own different needs and different uh, uh, programs that they would like to implement. And we continue to try to put in a program that everybody good for everybody. It's not necessarily where they would spend the money, but they develop programs because there's money there, not because that's the best program for their district. Well, John Vanderwater, where you are a treasure to the Treasure Valley right. and you're treasure to District 22. We're glad you won your election very handily, by the way, despite a, a competitor who spent quite a bit of money in your race. And we're glad to have you back sitting in the legislature. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon as we update on some of these bills. But we'll be right back with Keep Idaho Red Radio.